Hello everybody and welcome to Eavesdropping at the Movies. I'm Jose. I'm Mike. And we've just come back from seeing The Mag. Well remembered. <laughs> I was going to say Chomp, <laughs> which should have been the title. We really wanted it to be called Chomp because when we saw the trailers, they look fun. Big shark, little girl. Yes. Um, biting, biting a sort of space age uh, underwater test facility. And then he comes up with the big word Chomp. Yes. And then it says... Uh, chomp on this. Yes. And it turns out the title is actually The Meg. I know. It's a, I, mean, I couldn't figure that out at all because Chomp is such a great title. Chomp is a great title. And I was thinking like you could have like a whole... You'd have Jaws and then Chomp and then Swallow. <laughs> <laughs> Do the whole shark digestive system. <laughs> it, it wasn't today. But I found, but this is what I found out just before we saw the film is that it's based on a novel. So that's probably why they called it the Mag. Which, uh, to be fair, Jaws is also based on a novel. But like, just the idea that you have to, the idea that like you couldn't think of a giant shark movie on your own. Yes, you had to co- you had to go to the novel first. Yes, it's fucking stupid. But you found out it's a series, isn't it? There's a series of novels, right? It's novel. It's look at the cover art. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cheap. <laughs> It's called Meg, a novel of deep terror, uh, which came out in 1997. I don't know. I mean, I've never read the novel, so like, I don't know if it's like supposed to be sort of comedy action, sort of hyped up, because that's what the film kind of is. Yeah. I don't know how seriously you're supposed to take the novel, but um, then the, the sequels are called The Trench, Primal Waters, Hell's Aquarium, <laughs> uh, Origins, Night Stalkers, Generations, and Purgatory. Uh, so, you know, I hope they make a movie for each novel. <laughs> I think it's unlikely. Well, Mind you, the film, th- th- this film has been doing very well at the box office. Yes. Um, yes, surprisingly well. So uh, we found that it's got a $130 million budget. Uh, it's made $44 million, uh in the first weekend in the US, uh, $50 million in China, and $96 million overall, overseas overall, which is... Yeah, you know. what, what Wikipedia is telling me is the budget is between 130 and 178 million, and the box office at the moment is 141. Okay. So it's it's getting it was well, it's basically getting to its budget, and then it will go beyond it. Yeah. Because it's it's still early days for it. Yes. So it looks like it'll make its money back anyway, which let me tell you surprises me. You know, I I thought throughout the whole first two thirds of the film, I thought. This is by far the worst film I've seen this year. Really? Yes. Uh, let me just find out what else we've seen this year. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm interested, actually, to see if, if I would agree with you. Because I didn't... Um, it's, it's sort of not a good film, but at the same time, I don't think it's a bad film. It's, it is what it is, and actually it does some things quite effectively. Well, we'll discuss that, but... And actually, let me tell the story, because when I left the cinema, and I was, you know, I was on my way to the toilet... Uh, this guy uh, uh, looks at me and says it wasn't that bad and I said it was pretty bad and then he said it was shit and then he started laughing right yeah so so there was almost like this feeling that it was like a really trashy shitty film you know but it had left him smiling right you know yeah he wasn't annoyed or bored or yeah he had a happy face on and he was laughing with me about it but it's that kind of film and actually you know I I 
I stand by kind of what I said earlier, because what happens is that the film for me recovers in the last sequence, right? So, so actually there's a moment where you think that, you know, it's about to end, but you know, they can't sure. end. It, it needs this big spectacle moment at the end. And actually I do think that that's kind of what saves the film or redeems the film a little bit, really, even though it's not even very well done either. Um, here's a, a selection of other things we've seen this year. Uh, I can't remember if we saw Downsizing this year or if it was right at the tail end of last year. I think it was back in January. Okay. Downsizing was awful. Downsizing was duller, but it wasn't I think worse than this one. No, I disagree. I think it's, I think it's way worse. No. I, didn't I, keep, well, it didn't keep my interest downsizing. I hated every moment. Yeah, well, it was um, too serious for you. <laughs> uh, Ready Player One, you really hated. Yes, I can't... Yeah, but I still think this one was worse. Uh, a Wrinkle in Time. Oh God, that, <laughs> that that's the other candidate. <laughs> uh, Rampage you weren't a fan of. But I mean, it's, I think Rampage is on a similar sort of level to the Meg. In I think I preferred Rampage to this uh, as well, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I'd say those are probably the main candidates. Yes. Um, well, I can see. I mean, you know... I mean, let me tell you, I, I, I had a lot less fun uh, at downsizing, but that's because, you know... It's boring as hell. Well, I think the film had an interesting premise. It was, it, was, it, was, it was bad in a different kind of way. It was almost like an honest failure, I think. Whereas this one is like so cheap and sleazy and by the numbers and, you know, kind of sentimental in stupid ways and cliche you know it kind of I think that what this film is rather than being like a bad action movie I think you know those sci-fi movies you get and by sci-fi I mean the sci-fi channel mm. S-Y-F-Y yeah which are genuinely cheap yes. you know they're, and they're, I can't remember what they're, they're called like Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus and shit like that like, they are designed to be the absolute shittest things and they're, and they're really they're designed to be like watched ironically yes. you know you don't watch these films and genuinely enjoy them and, and what I really despise about those films is that is that there is just no pride in anything mm. there's actually no desire to make anything good mm. and they and they seem to think it's better if they don't mm. and um, and you feel like as an audience member you feel that you're being held in contempt yes um, and that's not what I feel watching The Meg. And I think this is like like the best version of that kind of movie because it is very, very silly. Okay. It is ultimately about a big giant shark coming back from the from prehistoric times to, you know, terrorise some people. And and you're right that it plays up kind of sentimentality and things at times. Um, and I think it is kind of... I don't think it is doing it ironically. I think it is trying to get emotional affect out of it and it's failing because it's not... Uh, uh, well, it's not good enough at that. Yeah. But... Um, but I think that it understands also what it can do well. And I think some of the action is pretty good. I think the effects are pretty good. I mean, you can tell that it's not a cheap movie. No, no. Yeah, you can. Um, it's not a cheap movie. And it has a certain... It's just a really badly made one. <laughs> it has a certain, certain amount of charm. So let's say what it is, right? You've, you've probably got the gist of it from the trailers and things. But basically the idea is that uh, there's, a, there's a research facility off the coast of China somewhere. And uh, as in like a, it's an underwater research facility... Um, they're going down to the bottom of the... Is it the Marianas Trench or is it some other trench? Some trench in the sea. They said, we found out that we reckon it, the sea goes even deeper yes. than we previously thought. It, it previously There's a nice gap of some kind that separates it, one sea from the other. It's... it's uh, Yeah, so there's a... There's a 
a sort of band of incredibly low temperature uh, hydrogen, I think it is, they say. I mean, it's all just nonsense, obviously. Um, but if we, if we punch through that, then we might find that it's not the bottom, there's actually stuff below that we've never seen before because it couldn't penetrate this layer. Obviously, that turns out to be true. Obviously, then the thing is released and comes to the surface, and it turns out that this 75-foot-long giant shark that was supposed to have died out years and years and years ago has not died out, no. somehow has lived, blah, 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 and they have to then escape from it and kill it. Yeah, there's a great Basic scene idea. with a giant Spoilers clear on. <laughs> Say again? There's a, there's, a, there's a great scene with a giant squid at the beginning, yeah, mm. which is, you know, about to crash... <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is kind of emblematic of like why the film, I think, understands sort of how silly it is because it. I mean, if if like if these people were actual scientists in, in the real world, they would have, for one thing, they would actually know how deep this thing was because they'd use something like sonar. Yes. Um, they you know they'd send down an unmanned probe. They do this and the other, but of course that's not what they do. What they do is they just send people down and go see what you find. Yes. They get attacked and blah blah blah. Like that's kind of how you know that that's the level on which this film was operating, right? Yes. I mean, to be honest, at the beginning there were moments where I was just laughing at it. Mm. You know, it was like really bad, and I, and and I still think the only two things that I really enjoyed were uh, uh, Jason Statham taking his shirt off. <laughs> you know, he's very fit. He does it in every movie, and you know, he's he's yeah. he's gotten. And yet, you claim the film is stupid. I know. <laughs> well, I have, you know, very shallow <laughs> desires. So, you know, that was a great moment where he takes his shirt off. And actually then, I, you know, um, the, the, the action sequences with the shark and them trying to kill the shark and getting away from the shark, you know, all of that I thought was like at the end. Yeah, the last 20, 30 minutes were really good. Except that then I also felt a little bit cheated so, for example, you know, there's this scene where this little poodle with a pink bow, you know... Yeah, a terrier. Yeah, and the shark goes right for him, and, and the film makes you think that it's eaten him, which you go, hurrah! <laughs> <laughs> and then, actually, at the end, the little pink fucking poodle is alive. <laughs> it's a rule of cinema, unfortunately, is you can't kill the dog, and I really wish they had. Yes, you I know, wish I, they had. Because the film is silly enough, I think, to get away with it. Yes. You know, like, I think a more serious movie would actually need to bring it back to, 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 to get away with it. It wouldn't be able to get away with it. But I think this, it could, it could kill whatever it likes. Cause it's, I mean, it kills humans quite, quite um, uh, freely. Yes, exactly. But, it's, but you know, the dog, it, it feels Except, like it can't get away with the dog dying. You know when the little kids, so there's a scene in which, you know, a fat, spoiled kid is, you know, going to his mom, I'm going in the water, I'm going in the water, I'm going in the water, saying, no, no, and finally she goes, okay, go. You know, and then, the film keeps cutting from the kid to the shark, from the kid to the shark, mm. you know. And then, so on the on the one hand, I thought, oh, this film is so, like, fattest, right? Like, you know, here is, like, you have the fat kid who's going to be, like, you know, mm. <laughs> a tasty morsel for the shark, right? How terrible of the film. And then on the other hand, when the film cheats you on it, yeah, so I felt kind of... You want doubly offended. Yes, <laughs> I thought since you set it up, it feels like such a kind of, you know, no, sentimental I, I, treachery not to carry through. I it. disagree. Like it's, it, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a thing in films like this where not everything, you know, certain things are set up and then not carried out because because it's not, you know, if every single thing that the, that the shark threatens to do actually comes off. No, no, then I, the film is a bloodbath. I agree. <laughs> but, you know, it had been so predictable about everything else 
you know, Perhaps, and, and but I don't think it'd really. be then effective. Like for one, to, I mean, I was thinking about Mission Impossible because I mean, I don't, I don't remember how much we talked about it really, but in the in the podcast on Mission Impossible, the action is second to none, right? And everyone has been saying this. Like the action yeah. is just perfect. The way the way the goals are are made clear and they change, and the way information is given to you, and so on and so forth. It's 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 perfect action mm. in Mission Impossible. Um, and I was thinking about it in relation to this because this is not of that level, but there are parts that I don't think are far off. Oh come on, which parts? Well, exactly. Let me get on to it. You <laughs> fucking naysayer. The, I think the best action scene. I think the best action scene is the one with the with the plastic shark cage, where they. Oh sent, yes, that's good. Right. Mm. It's a good action scene because. There are, there are. It's not as simple as just let's. It's when they're trying to poison the shark, right? And it's not as simple as let's just send you down there and you'll attract the shark and then we'll poison it. That's the main goal. Mm. But there are other goals. There's also the goal about about saving her, and there's the goal about something else. I can't remember. <laughs> but like, but, but there there are other things going on, and it's very clear to you what these individual sort of kind of side goals are and the obstacles in them, and then things change. You know, because then it, then something happens with the shark, and then and then the rope keeps snapping, and then and it gets caught on this and the other and things. So things keep changing, and 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 I think tension is is kind of ratcheted up quite effectively in that scene. And I think it's good. I well, think it's a decent I, action scene. I, I yeah, everybody who dies in this film, I I predicted it. You know, like you know that the fat uh, the fat guy who um, was in the original mission, I forget his name. The yeah. wall, the guy, the other, his friend calls him the wall. Okay, the wall. Well, you know when he jumps in the first time, you know that nothing's going to happen. You know, and kind of, and then you know exactly when it is going to happen. Yeah, of course. You know, um, so all of those was predictable. I mean, I kept uh, the moment where the owner of the base uh, uh, gets chomped incredibly predictable. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm not. Why, why are you expecting surprise? Well, because I think surprise is kind of a part of what a good action film does, you know. Um, and almost all of the actors were like really shit. Most of the actors were pretty shit, uh. but but I th- I also think they died in order of shitness. Well, that's true. Yeah, to a degree. Actually, actually, no. To be fair, I think the very first guy that dies is is the Chinese guy. um, Who I love on the the sub and and, um, from Heroes, Japanese. Sorry, uh, Japanese, and he died very quickly. And um, uh, but it was actually there are problems with pacing, right? Because like. It's 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 vaguely set up. So they're in this submersible. There's three of them. There's there's Jason Statham's ex-wife, which you find out a little bit later, I think, and uh, the wall, and the Japanese guy from Heroes. Yes. And they're in a submersible going down to explore this brave new deep sea world. Uh, they get attacked by the big shark, although you don't see it at this point. It's a long time before the film really gives you a good look at the shark. Yeah. Um, uh, and he, they're kind of stranded. So the the film starts off as a rescue film, which I didn't expect. And there is this little bit where where the Japanese guy from Heroes, whatever his name is, um, is writing a, a note, and he says it's his to my wife. to my wife in case just just in case we die, um, and then uh, he sacrifices himself uh, to to save uh, the others, um, and he sends a note off with with the wall, but. Um, and it's it's like it's it's a genuine sacrifice. It's an honourable sacrifice, but. It's 
it's not really built up enough that you've got that one little scene but like it comes very very quickly and very early on it's like this is something that you feel like would be happening a little bit later but it's like it starts off very quickly and so these deaths start coming really it's, rapidly and they're not <coughs> that's a very poor scene anyway it is a really poor scene there's a lot in, in the film that is kind of not not built up substantially enough it's weird which is why I think that one action scene does stand out because I think it is mm. well done mm. in that respect I think it is kind of well paced and you, and you get you the the right, you get a good level of sort of investment in what's going on, that sort of thing. But you know, I didn't actually. One of the things that I thought was going to happen, which didn't, which I thought would have made the film more interesting, is um, so they've they've had a fight with the shark, uh, and they all managed to get back to apart from those who've died, they all managed to get back to the research station. And the billionaire who runs the place, who's played by Rain Wilson, who, mm. who's famous for playing Dwight from The American Office, mm. um, he's this billionaire who's been running the place, and he says. Uh, we've got transports coming tomorrow to get you all off the base. You know, I came here to celebrate with you, but I'm sorry that it hasn't worked out that way. And it's quite sincere. And then, like, cut two, he's like in a helicopter saying, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna drop these bloody great big bombs." Yes. But he's not saying we're gonna drop them on the shark, which is what they end up doing. I thought what he was gonna do was bomb the base and I kill everyone. So I thought that was like, and it was going to be the evil billionaire that they had to fight. Yeah, that would have so. been way more interesting than just bombing the shark. Well, I mean, it's just part of the film's um, incompetence, really. You know, I think part of the problem for me with the film, because I've been watching, I've been watching quite a lot of Chinese films uh, recently, uh, with work reasons, for work reasons, and there's uh, there's there's a thing about about tone, yeah. Mm kind of a lot of them operate on a different level like you know um they're 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 much more um sentimental and the humor is more broad and more underlined right and actually there were moments in this film where i thought you know this film is really aimed primarily at the chinese market really and not just because of the casting I thought, you know, some of the, like, the last big action sequence, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of the humor was, like, really exaggerated, yeah, uh, which is very rare to see in Americans. You know, the, the, uh, the guy running in the rubber ball, you know, yeah, mm -hmm. it is kind of more slapsticky, more broad, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I thought also the sentimentality with the daughter and, you know, and the father and, you know, yeah. it's 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 a kind of thing that you see very often in Chinese films. That again is very rare to see. It kind of. I don't think that's that rare. I mean, the, the whole the whole thing about a family kind of, kind of, uh, family troubles or family reunions. You see that all the time in American cinema. Um, not in the same way. You know, I thought, for example, you know, the 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 scene with the father and the daughter. Um, yeah. If you say so, but I mean. It didn't seem that unusual to me. I, I, I do get what you mean about the, the, the slightly heightened aspect to some of the visual sort of comedy or the, or the exaggerated aspect. Um, but I, but I, I certainly feel like I was laughing with the film more than at it. I think I, I was thinking I was with the film. Um, I was laughing... It was making jokes that I was enjoying. I was laughing at it until... for the first two-thirds of the film, for sure. Mm. And you were laughing at it too. I wasn't I laughing you. at it. I wasn't laughing at it. I was laughing with it. I liked it. I was I was in its zone. You know? I went in understanding that this was a big shark movie with Jason Statham. I mean, who, who, you know, if it had Tom Cruise in it, I'd be like, ooh, maybe they're trying but to do a I proper love, film. I love Jason Statham. Yeah, but, but the point um, is, but it's, this is its tone, though. This is what it is doing. I, I didn't go in thinking... 
I just went in knowing what it would be. Well, I and went, I was right. No, I went in knowing what it would be as well, and I was wrong for two thirds of the film. This is what I'm saying. You know, I think the film recovered in the last third, but actually, you know, for for the first two thirds of the film, it was so way beyond worse than I expected. Oh, you know, I mean, two different um, worlds. I just think you're wrong about that. I don't think it's good, but I don't think it's bad. It's totally mediocre. <laughs> I don't think it's mediocre, actually. Uh, I think it's really bad, and actually, I think the way that the 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 ways in which it's bad, you know, might be interesting and might help account, you know, for some of the film's success. Or, you know, though maybe it's just the first week, so maybe some of the success is just, you know, that people want a, a big silly movie like that. I mean, I like big silly movies. But I thought, you know, a lot of it just seemed like incompetent, really. Um, I don't, you know, I, the scene with the girl and the ball, you know, uh, that was great, right? When the shark chomps on the thing, you know, but all of the way that it's set up, it's just like kind of, you know, so predictable. Um, and then the cutesiness with the child kind of, you know, organizing the, the love life of the mother. I thought that was ugh. You know, so many elements like that, really. <laughs> I mean, I get what you mean, but like, I think, I think there was there was humor in all of it, and and the, the film and you know kind of had an understanding of what it was, what it was, and what it was doing. Like, it it wasn't it wasn't totally trying to sell it. Like, it was trying to sell the love story, but it wasn't trying to overdo it, and it was it was doing it with a sense of humor behind it. Like the scene. Okay, so there's a scene where it's uh, it's Jason Statham, his ex-wife. Yes. In the hospital bed, and the little girl, yes. who's the daughter of the love interest, and <laughs> and then and the ex-wife is sort of saying like, "Oh, I've heard about you, and what's her name? Yeah. Um, you should totally go for it." And then the little girl like whispers like in that sort of exaggerated way, like, "My mum's into you too," okay. and like, okay, so there's there's sentimentality there, like they're trying to sell this love story, but also it's they're just doing it with a bit of humour. Jason Statham has this line which he tries to make funny, which is, you know, this might be the worst day of my life. <laughs> Whatever it is. Like it's a good imitation. <laughs> so I, I think I think, you know I, I'm not gonna defend this as one of the best action movies ever. I I think it is totally mediocre, but I think it has a good sense of humour about itself and I think it's it's made with a sense like the central difference between this and those sci fi movies, it, it is made with a sense of actually wanting to to, to please an audience you know and I like that yes okay it wants you on side um, and I, I think you feel it how well is Jason Statham cast oh he's perfect I mean the one thing like I was thinking he's, about this right this, the <laughs> sh- this giant bloody great big shark is incredibly grumpy and attacks everything yeah. so he's the perfect enemy <laughs> I love him anyway you know I, I actually think well A I think he is underrated um, you know there was a, there was a period in which he was being Poised as the successor of Stallone and Schwarzenegger, i.e., the action uh, hero for this generation. And actually, I think in the Expandables movie, I think it was the second one, that's actually the way that the narrative is set up, right? So he is the inheritor of, you know, these action heroes. He's he's the new the new one. Um, you know, for a while, I thought he was really going to be that. Actually, I thought he would be as big as like Dwayne Johnson or something because. You know, he'd been making all these films and, and really interesting ones, like, um, what, what, what's the ones with the car? where he's Transporter. Like, the Transporter and the Crank films. And, you know, uh, um, so I thought, you know, he would move on from those those French produced, I think they're French produced, those films. Yeah, Luc Besson, aren't they? Luc Besson, yeah. 
you know, and then go on to do to to headline really big ones, and then kind of something happened. It didn't kind of work work out really. Um, because, actually, I haven't seen I I haven't seen. It doesn't feel it feels like he's not been anything for a little for while. a long time. Yeah. yeah. So um, you know, so I was very glad to see him. Uh, uh, you know, I like the kind of action hero he is. Uh, I like the I like his persona a lot. I actually, at some point, that you know, I thought it was fascinating because you know when when I was thinking, you know, he is the biggest action star at the moment, and I thought how interesting to have a British actor as the big action star of the moment, right? Because I don't remember seeing that. I mean, I think, I think in a way, obviously there's Bond, you know, but Bond is like almost a world of its own, mm, right? It's yeah. not, you know, like, you know, an it's action not, it's star. Not, it's not like dumb action like Stallone. Well, but I wasn't thinking only of Stallone. If you think of like Stallone or Schwarzenegger, but also I would include that, you know, people like um, Bruce Willis for a while and certainly Tom Cruise sure. and, you know, kind of... I, you know, I can't think of a period where like the big action star in the world was a British actor, and I think Jason Statham, you know, for a brief moment, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> looked like he was developing into that. You know, so I'm actually glad to to to, to see him again doing, you know, this kind of amusing uh, action film. Actually, I think Liam Neeson was uh, has been sort of poising himself in that position as well a little bit but he's like he's again kind of a specific sort of yeah he, he's he just does guys who lose their daughters well i you know i find no actually that's not true i mean i i do i like a lot of those films and i think what is it the gray or the yeah i think it's I think called the gray, the gray. Yeah. it's it's a fantastic movie um the and, he, and he's british he's northern ireland true but the thing is i i yeah, so the difference between him and Statham was that at one point he really was being poised like culturally for that. Like these expandable uh, films, they're really um, fantastic in the way that they set it up because you have all of these action heroes of yesterday in the same film, right? And then you have Statham. So it wasn't just that he'd had success with, you know, the these films. Uh, what was the car one again? <laughs> the transporter, the transporter film. He's also in Fast and the Furious, apparently. And he was in Fast. Oh, that's I, right. I, I, I never didn't see watched that. them. Yeah. So, uh, so that might be kind of a gap for me, actually. Um, anyway, and obviously he's a lot younger, and you could see him doing kind of different kinds of action films. Whereas, you know, I think I think uh, Liam Neeson hit a kind of a streak with a very particular kind of film, you know, that's being mined, and that it's all, you know, he's he's now. Or do you want to find I don't want to be ageist, but you know, I think he's he's almost past the sell-by date as an action star, which he never really was to begin with. I mean, if Liam Neeson can do it, he's fifty-one. Is he only fifty-one? Jason no. Statham's fifty-one. Oh no, Jason Statham. No, no, yeah, no, I was talking about Liam Neeson. Liam I mean, Neeson. my God, you know, Jason Statham looks fantastic. Yeah, just uh, Liam Liam Neeson. Uh, he is. 66. See? What? Well, well, you know, I said he had a sell-by date as an action star. You know, there is a... Uh, you know. Liam Neeson. He'll keep doing it until he dies. He's found... No, it. I think he'll keep acting, you know, till he dies. But I don't think... I don't think you can do action films past a certain... I mean, even Harrison Ford, you know, can't do them. Really. Uh, yeah, but Harrison Ford's just, like, sick of life, you can tell. 
He just, I think, never, he, I don't think he's sick of life. He's mad at life. He looks, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he strikes me as really grumpy. Uh-huh. Like you he can, is so, grumpy. Like you can tell that like he really didn't want to do Star Wars. Oh again. yeah, like Liam Neeson is Mr. Sunshine. No, but but, but, <laughs> but what, I'm saying, cloud what I'm saying is like Harrison Ford. Harrison, Harrison Ford isn't going to yeah. make a movie if he can possibly help it. I think. Well, and whereas Liam Neeson's like, give me more of that money. I don't know. I don't, I'm except in sure. his voice. Like, no, I don't think. I don't agree. Uh, that's what I think I think we keep doing some does well, we what see. I like about Jason Statham is that with one facial expression and one tone of voice that never changes he can express everything from contempt to malice to anger to malevolence uh, <laughs> it's I, all he does I don't think he even bothers to express any of those things really it's just every, every, kind of, every line <laughs> in the film is just it's that exact same tone of voice exact same expression on his face I don't know because it's just he's Jason Statham um, I love him. I love him, but he's done but much better than this as well, actually. Uh, so, uh, and he's been better used than he has in this. I mean, he doesn't even get like any quips or anything. No, I mean they try to give him the odd quip, but it's it's they it's not flop. <laughs> um, the dialogue is not good, but I think some of the but I think other jokes are like I say like the, like the image of the dog going swimming out to sea. And then, and then seeing the shark and turning around is great. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think the film has got a, has got a reasonable sense of humour. You know, it's, it's not going to win awards. Reasonable sense of humour, uh, but it's really bad. It's not really bad. It's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I had fun, and you had fun too, uh, even if it took you a while. Yes, and I, I admit it. Yeah, kind yeah. of. And I think actually that you know my story. Describes the film perfectly or illustrates the film perfectly because, you know, so because the guy said, you know, first he went from being uh, it wasn't bad to then it was shit. But actually he did it smiling. Like he had, you know, he came Mm. out with a smile of the movie with with a smile on his face. So he had a good time. What I would say is it would be a shame if people went to see this hoping for it to be bad in that way that we've spoken about before. People wanting to see a bad film and take pleasure in a bad film. We don't really like that. And, I, you know, I think you do have to... It's perfectly fine to see a film and then not like it and think it's rubbish, but you have to go in kind of with honest, sort of, with, with kind of earnestness, you know? You want yeah, the well, film to be good. And I think it would be a shame if people went to this really just because they thought, oh, this is going to suck. Yes. Because you know, that's not what I thought. I didn't think it was going to be good, but I thought it's going to be of a certain type, which is not the same thing. Well, I think... I think what what you mean. So I because in a way I don't mind people going with the expectation of it being bad. I mean I think no no hoping. Want, I don't, if you expect it to be bad, that's one thing, but you can't. I don't you. I don't want people to like hope that it's going to be shit well, so they can take pleasure in that. Well, I mean I'm not. I'm not even sure I mind that. What what I do think is that you know kind of people go to a movie to have a good time. Hmm. And I think that's, the, in a way, that's the criteria. There are many different kinds of having a good time. Laughing at something can be one of them. Um, but the thing is, you know, that in, in, in that sense of having a good time, I think this film delivers, though, for, you know, varied hmm. reasons. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, well, I suppose what I'm getting at is that, what, why I'm, the reason I'm saying that is because I don't think it's bad in that way. And... So I think it would be kind of dishonest to, to, to. Is dishonest the right word? I don't know. But like, I just think if you go and see one of those super cheap sci-fi movies, the whole thing is that it is going to be rubbish, and you're going to be laughing at it. Mm. Um, 
there's nothing in it to laugh to laugh with, and there's nothing to genuinely enjoy. They are that bad, and I think this film is better than that. Yeah, 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 it is. Um, and I, I think to to suggest otherwise is doing it a little bit of a disservice. Um, I don't know. I mean, you you know, you can only respond as you respond, right? So mm. I spent the the whole half hour either groaning or laughing at the film, really. And it wasn't until the action kind of kicked up, you know, then I was jolted a few times, mm. you know, and so on. And then I really began to, to enjoy it. I know? thought you, I thought you, because the film has a, a bunch of old jump, jump scares throughout the, the opening. Um, and, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you seem to be responding. I mean, you were jumping, so that's one thing. But, <laughs> but like, I th- it felt to me like you were jumping in a kind of, oh, I enjoyed that way. <laughs> No, no, I did, I did, but I, but I think the jumps didn't even come until about an hour into the film. No, that's not true. No. Not an hour. Fucking hell. They're, I mean, they're underwater getting attacked by the shark within the first 25 minutes. Yeah, but not all of them worked. Um, it worked on you. I was sitting next to you. You were jumping like a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, let's talk about, scares. Let's talk about the director. Um, um, uh, John Turtletaub, uh, his name. Oh, he's same birthday as me. Which was the other day. Happy birthday, John Turtletown. Happy birthday, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> if you've listened this far. Because uh, um, uh, he's done a bunch of movies. That, like, he, he, I, I, I don't know his name. Never heard of his name. I, I, his name is familiar to me, but not for good reasons. So he's done... He did Three Ninjas in 1992, which I bloody love. I don't know it. Yeah, you've got to watch it, man. It's great. Part of I my d- childhood, that movie. I think what I have seen are... While You Were Sleeping, which was a romantic comedy that was a mild success early in Sandra Bullock's career, uh, and that I thought, you know, very predictable and derivative, that I know. Um, I, I, I remember Phenomenon, which was a kind of hit with um, John Travolta, um, though I don't remember very much about it, really. Uh, but I have seen it, uh, and I've seen Cool Runnings, which is great fun. Um, and I've seen The Sorcerer's Apprentice, which is, again, <coughs> one of those films that I think if I catch it on TV, you know, you, you watch it and you end up enjoying it. But, but also, it's, it's... Yeah, I've never seen it. It's pretty bad. And you did The um, National Treasures. Which, I don't know uh, those films. That, well, uh, uh, Nicolas Cage. And, oh, um, yes, okay. When I was working at Blockbuster, we had them, and I thought, what is that? But apparently they're very popular. I mean, I think I don't think they're very popular here, but people really seem to like them in the States. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they were popular. Um, so really nothing very distinguished in his filmography. Apart from the, Three Ninjas. Though, though, you know, a considerable number of hits, really. So... It's all right, Meg. Yeah, I mean, kind of, you know, we had fun. But my fun did consist of laughing at the film quite a bit of groaning at some aspects of the film quite a bit. And really what I liked best, as I, as I said, was Jason Statham. And then, you know, the, the, the last big kind of action sequence, which actually is composed of several, really. Yeah, but kind of, um, you know, it's when they realize uh, that uh, they haven't killed a shark, they've killed a whale. You know, and then right. kind of. <laughs> I mean, how is that not brilliant? <laughs> killed the wrong giant fish. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, so, 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 but nonetheless, I mean, kind of, 
Um, yeah, it ended up being fun. Yeah, like, see everything else at the cinema first, and then if this is left, see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd say. And also, see it on a nice big screen, because that's what we did, and it was worth it. Yes, you know, it, it is better on a big screen. Right. So, um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we are on uh-huh. YouTube now. That's the big development for for oh yeah for for us. We now have a, a, a YouTube channel called uh, Eavesdropping at the Movies. Called Eavesdropping at the Movies, and we are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook. All as Eavesdropping at the Movies. So pretty much. Um, and uh, Eavesdropping at the Movies dot com is the whatever homepage. Right. There you go. Okay. So thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>